Hey guys, it's Jamie Scrimger here, second wife, stepmom of three, and mom of one. And you're listening to my podcast, where we talk about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. If you're ready for raw and real conversations and are striving to live your very best life, then you are in the right place. Every week, I'll provide you with tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Hey guys, welcome back to the Jamie Scrimger podcast. So in this week's episode of the podcast, I chat with my good friend, Melissa Melnichak. Now you guys may know Melissa from the online and television duo, Vanessa and Melissa, but recently Melissa has branched out on her own under its me, Melissa, and among other things, she is sharing her journey as a single mom. So in this episode, Melissa and I talk about all things single motherhood, including the importance of mindset, dating as a single mom, dealing with another woman taking care of your kids, and what she thinks that moms need to do before they get back in the saddle. Now, before I get into this episode, I want to make sure you guys know about the free offer that I just put out with my top tips and strategies for dealing with a high-conflict ex. Because look, in a perfect world, our co-parenting relationships would be all hearts and sparkles. Everyone would act like grown-ass adults and always do what's in the best interest of the kids. But unfortunately, that's just not how things always go down. Now, it is important to remember that we all see the world through a different lens based on our experiences and our different perspectives. But the problem is sometimes you need to deal with the lens of a high-conflict personality, and that can be really, really tough. So in this offer, I'm sharing, yeah, my top tips and strategies for dealing with this type of personality. So if you've been struggling in the co-parenting department, you're going to want to check it out. So if you're already on my email list, you've received your copy of this guide. But if you're not, you can download the offer at www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash high conflict X. Now let's dive into this week's episode. All right. Hello. Hello guys. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so freaking excited today because I am sitting here with my good friend, Melissa Melnichak. And you may know who Melissa is from Vanessa and Melissa, but she has recently gone out on her own and started kind of this whole new online platform. So I'm so pumped to talk to Melissa today about everything that you've got going on. Hey, Melissa. What is up, girl? Nothing. I'm. You know what? I'm so, so excited because I, we were just talking about this offline or before we were recording, and I'm so pumped about your new platform because you're talking about all of the, all of the changes in your life over the last kind of year or so. And, you know, recently there's been this big change. You're kind of going off on your own from your previous brand, Vanessa and Melissa. And yeah, give me the lowdown. I'm I'm mumbling because there's so many, so many things (laughs) I want to say. I know, I feel like so much has happened. You're right. Um, Well, I guess a year and a half ago, I got separated. (laughs) So that was a big one. Yeah. So that, that was what started everything, I think. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, I, I, we went through that whole year. I went through that with Vanessa. Vanessa and I had a television show that was aired across Canada for four years and called Vanessa and Melissa, really original. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm all about branding your name. You know, yeah, me too. So, um, which leads into the next brand. So, uh, 
Vanessa and I had this amazing run for four years of this TV show that was about parenting, lifestyle, womanhood. We made a bunch of funny videos. You know, we just loved to love life together and laugh. And that was an amazing, amazing time. You know, as the year closed on 2018, Vanessa and I decided to, you know, guess, go separate ways. And, and Vanessa got presented with an amazing opportunity. Um, and she took that. And I decided to stay around on social because I did more than just Vanessa and I. I also am a, a certified trainer and holistic nutritionist. So I'm online already a lot. But I did decide to stay on and I rebranded as It's Me, Melissa. Yeah. And so what are you primarily talking about when it comes to your new brand, It's Me, Melissa? My gong show life. Your gong show life. Hey, you know what? I got a gong show life over here too. So I love it. I know that should just be my Instagram. Like it's me, Melissa, my gong show life. It really is though. Going through a separation is no joke. So I am really sharing a lot of that now. And truthfully, Jamie, I kept a lot of that quiet over the last year because I didn't know, I didn't know if people wanted to hear it. I didn't know how to share it and I wasn't ready to share it but I struggled by myself a lot because there was nobody sharing it. And so I didn't know if any of the things I was going through were normal because I was also in a partnership with somebody who Albite was one of, is one of my closest friends. She was not going through what I was going through and didn't know even how to help me cope with some of those days. So one of the biggest things I'm actually just sharing is what it's like to be a single parent, a solo parent, a mom that's an entrepreneur. I have, you know, three businesses that I run as well. And, and just the realness of my life. And then the holistic and health side of it. I do a lot of, of, of online information around health and nutrition and stuff. Yeah, you have so much going on. You know, just <laughs> yeah. even like the divorce, that can be, you know, the a divorce. lot. The big yeah. D. So I want to go back for a second because when I was preparing for this podcast interview, I started thinking about kind of what I felt when I first became a stepmom. And it was that no one was talking about step parenting and blended family life. But then I started to think about you and you're right. No one really talks about being a single mom online. Like there doesn't seem to be a lot of resources out there. And you're right. And not only being a single mom, but what it's like going through the separation and transferring your life into being a single entity. That's a big thing too. I was married for 10 years and now I'm in I, this last year, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay with the separation. It was obvious. I, it was, people know that was my decision, but I still had to grieve who I was for 10 years. I'm no longer that woman anymore. So where did I find sources of information or help or resources for that? That's what I struggled with. Like, what is it like to create it almost a new identity or go back to who I was before being married? And there's single mothers out there sharing stuff, but I just didn't feel that they were sharing what I really wanted to know. What was that? what, is this going to be okay? <laughs> Am I going to survive this? You know, like, does anybody else forget to feed their kids? Like, <laughs> you know, did anybody else forget that Thursday was their day and it was Thursday? I thought it was Monday, you know? Yeah. And it, it, it's, there's a lot going on, right? And you don't yeah. have, you have all of that extra emotional stress that, yeah. you know, those little things that seem like, seem like just routine before yeah. become an extra task and a, you know, an extra stressor. And I can give you the respect that you have a lot going on too, because you're doing the blended life and going through the process of, you know, somebody also going through a divorce, but the, from being the the mom going through it, that's like, I, I'm giving my children away. I don't have my husband there anymore to help me. I had to figure out how to, you know, change the filter on my house. That's no joke anymore, right? Like 
I'm literally by myself through everything. And that I think also is what has messed me up a lot is because I had to relearn how to be an adult again. Well, yeah, because I, you know, there's jobs in a marriage that, you know, you kind of divide and conquer, right? Yeah. And so there's things that you may not even have thought about that are now on your to-do list. Like, actually, I would have never even thought about changing a filter, that like an right. air filter. Because your husband does that, right? Yeah, that is a blue job for sure around here. So <laughs> yeah, not a pink job. There's no more pink or blue here. It's all yellow. It's all yellow. Yeah, man. And, you know, Darren and I will talk sometimes and, you know, I'm big on being empathetic, right? I'm always about putting myself in my stepchildren's mom's shoes and just really thinking about the different sides to this dynamic. And the one thing that we talk about is, you know, on those days where I'm like, holy shit, like I can't handle this anymore. The kids are driving me crazy or I'm at my wits end. I can go into the bedroom and shut the door and have a little vent session or have someone like I can tap out and be like, I need, I need five minutes. Right. And that's also the thing when you are a single mom, you don't, there's no tapping out. Like Mm. it is you. It's you. The time. And it's funny. I just talked about this on my Insta stories the other day is that if I don't have Advil in my house, I'm screwed. Nobody can get me Advil anymore. You know, I can't call my ex-husband and be like, hey, not babe, can you go get me? (laughs) Can you get me Advil? There's nobody to help me, right? And if they're going wild and I'm going to lose it, I have to literally sit on the floor and lose it with them around me Mm -hmm. because I can't leave a baby. I can't leave all of them. I can't take a break. It comes right down to things like cleaning the house. Um, Now my days without the kids are literally cleaning, washing floors, scrubbing, doing all the things that I have to really figure out how to prioritize time because I don't want to do that in the time that I do have them. Because if I spent Saturday cleaning, I don't get them next Saturday. Yeah. So that's a really big thing for me that I had to figure out. Yeah. Because you want to make the most of your time with the kids, right? You want to make sure that you are having that quality time. And there's some people who actually say they kind of come back on that and they say, well, you know, because I talk about how I prepare for my stepchildren to come. Like I try to make sure it doesn't always happen, but I try to make sure, you know, I'm caught up on the laundry and the house is clean and we kind of have everything organized so that when they come, and this was especially true when they were younger, now they kind of do their own thing, but that we were, you know, full on, that we were there to make the most of our time together. And people would say, well, you know, that's not real life. And they need to understand that there are chores and there are responsibilities of parents, but it's like, man, you only get half the time. And you have to make the most of it. And you don't want to be spending it doing all of the crap that you don't want to be doing in the first place. Yeah. And it's not to say that they don't understand there's responsibilities and that there's things to be cleaned. Like my kids still have to put their clothes in the laundry and they got to put their dishes away and they help me sweep and they help me clean. So they still see it, but I don't want the majority, you know, what a Saturday of laundry could look like. Like, I don't want to be doing that with the kids. Right. I actually got an amazing tip from um, Sarah from the birds papaya. And she was like, she's like, I saved every single penny when I was a single parent, I invested in a cleaning lady because it took a ton of stress off of me because I am a clean nut and I'm a minimalist. And this house gets insane when my kids come back home because I don't do any of that when they're here. Yeah, absolutely. So I I really am going to do that now and get somebody to come in and help me clean so that I'm not, so so I can do other things. Yeah. And you know what? I talk about the benefits of a cleaning lady all the time because, you know, whether you're a single mom or, you know, intact family, whatever, it's like this reset for your life every, say you get every week or every other week, like you can delegate that out. And the time that you save doing that, you're investing, you're not just investing- Yeah. People will say, well, I'm not going to pay someone to do something that I could do. 
Well, you're basically investing in yourself so that you can do things with your time mm-hmm. that's more valuable. So whether mm-hmm. for you, it's, you know, working on your business, spending time with your kids, like there are only so many hours in the day and I'm all about delegating. I always say, if, honestly, if I wouldn't eat for two days a week to have a cleaning lady. Like I wow. literally would skip yeah, out on that. That's intense, but like, I, I, I totally well, not the know full day. I'd skip dinner, but you yeah, know what I mean? No, I'm like, just joking. Yeah. I would totally sacrifice so much so I could have someone come in so I could have that reset on my, on my house. And I think that's, yeah. you know, uh, and so I agree. Amazing. And that's the way I look at it is that, you know, I, I've, I've, so I've actually, I'm going to bring in a cleaning lady and, uh, I, I'm looking forward to Tuesday now. Cause I was like, that means that for two hours while she's here, I could work for two hours. I'm going to come home and I'm not going to clean the house. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. So and then you get that reset on your house yeah. and your family yeah. and it's the best feeling ever. Mm-hmm. All right. So I want to switch gears for a second and talk about sharing your kids, not only with your ex and having, you know, 50, 50, but your ex has someone in his life. So there's a girlfriend figure Mm -hmm. who's also playing a role with your kids. What is that like? Mm -hmm. So here's the thing, and this is my take on this, and this might not be wildly accepted and it might be a bit weird, but as long as somebody is loving the hibijis out of my child, I am very okay with it. And here's my reasoning. I need a tribe right now. I need a village to help me raise my children. And I have brought numerous figures, male figures, um, female figures, adult grandparent-like figures into my children's lives to show them all these beautiful people and that they will hopefully learn something from each one of them. And as long as somebody is in my children's life that is taking care of them and showing that they are loved, I can process it and I can sleep with it at night. And that's honestly the way that I look at it because, Jamie, if I'm not here tomorrow and if something happens and my life is taken, I never want my children to feel like they can't love somebody else because I, I show them that they couldn't love somebody else. Oh, so I so want beautiful. them to know that, 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 that somebody else can love them and, and take care of them just like I could because I need to know that they'll be okay if I'm not here. That is so beautiful. And that's so big of you. And I'm willing to bet that takes some self-talk to get to that place. Every day, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. That's, that's the thing, right? You know, we all say, you know, be the, you know, I talk about this all the time on my platform, you know, be the bigger person, don't sweat the small stuff. You know, it's all about the kids. But I'm pretty sure that you can relate to this when it comes to blended families and, you know, being a stepmom and, you know, being a single mom. There's a lot of emotions involved that you didn't anticipate having to deal with because, you know, it's really easy on the outside to say, if I was a, if, you know, if I was divorced, this is how I would handle things or they should be doing this. But when you're in the trenches and you have those feelings that you didn't expect to have, mm-hmm. you have to, you have to do a lot of talk to override them. Yeah. And so I, one of my other, I'm a mindset coach, right? So that's one of the biggest things that I do. And I say to my own clients, Every day, every day I have to work on myself and to keep myself in this place. People would be like, you're so, you know, my house almost burnt down last week. Did you see that in stories? And I was, yeah, yeah, I did. And I was like talking about it, like cool as a cucumber. And I got more messages about asking me how I was so calm (laughs) as opposed to what just happened. Because my mindset is just about everything is a moment, Right. And you have to process each moment individually. And if you get worked up about moments to come, moments had, or moments that you're in right now, as opposed to just processing, I think we get lost in it, right? 
Yeah. And that's when you can spiral out of control. Out of control. And I think in a divorce situation, a separation situation, spiraling is probably a main part of your life. (laughs) You're spiraling out of control all the time. The last thing I need to do is create that tension because I believe your children will pick up on that. And I want that to never be a thing. I want them to know that they are never having to worry about who they speak about around me, what they bring home to me. If they come home and they say she got them a treat, I want to know them to know that that's okay. You know, and I also feel like there should be an unwritten rule that for each of the partners, that if you're going to bring somebody into the children's lives, they're, ba- they're badass. Am I allowed to swear on your podcast? Yeah, you can totally swear on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, that they're, you know, that there's some, there's some dope shit. And, and I, I believe that my children also are so emotionally intelligent that I've given them the right feelers to know that they can decide for themselves what they're going to like and not like, right? I don't I don't want to take that on that on. I want them to own that. Yeah. And you know, kids do pick up on tension. Yeah. Like I remember being we were in a in a situation just at the very beginning of our co-parenting journey, if you will, and I really hate the word journey, but that's sometimes the only word to describe things. And I remember being in the arena after hockey. And I was standing on on the one side with my husband and the kid's mom was on the other side. And I saw my stepson come out with his bag and I, I can recall it in almost slow motion. He did not know where to go and he looked yeah. so stressed out. And those are problems that kids, kids shouldn't feel like they have to choose no. between their parents. They shouldn't feel like they can't be excited about something that they do with their mom versus their dad or, yes. you know, it's there's a lot of, you know, emotions and stressors that go on in this role that we need to shield these kids from them because yeah. they know, yeah. they know what's going on. Yeah. And I'll be the first to be like, I'll, st- you know, you'll never, I'll never have a problem standing beside my, my, my ex and whoever he's with and be there in that group setting because we are all humans. And Jamie, we all go through life and there is phases for things. There's seasons for things. And if you can look at life that like, there was a purpose for the two of us when we were together. And now we don't have that purpose to be together anymore. It doesn't mean we can't still be two fucking awesome humans beside each other, raising our kids to be amazing kids. Absolutely. And, and if you can go look at life moving forward like that, as an, and, rem- and it's ego, right? It's always ego. If you can remove your ego and, and literally just live, everything changes. The whole dynamic changes because it's no longer about you. It's about other people's experiences. Absolutely. Now, do you ever, you know, get into, you know, halfway through the day? So I always wake up, I do like, you know, you do your mindset and you're really kind of like being deliberate about how you're living your life. But then something happens, you say, get a text from your ex or you get a text from your ex's new partner, whatever, something happens and you find yourself out of that positive mindset and you kind of get derailed for that moment. Cause we've all been in that situation where something happens and you almost feel like you've been punched in the gut or kind of, you know, hijacked. How do you, how do you get out of that? Yeah. I go eat a bag of chips and a bottle of wine and I drink a bottle. No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joking. Um, I do not emotionally eat. I think (laughs) that's another thing I said last week on my Insta stories. I was like, I was either going to go to the gym or I was going to go to the buffet after I was almost burnt down. And I drove to the buffet and I was like, no, don't go in. Oh my <laughs> you gosh. Know, do not emotionally eat. That's not the first answer. I have to take a second and reset. And a lot of times I will, I, I cry, you know, I'll cry if things get bad or crazy. And I sit down and I'll let my, I, I think the most important thing is that you let yourself receive those emotions. You give yourself a permission to be upset. You give yourself time to process. 
And then you pick your shit up and you go again, right? Because there's a lot worse things going on in this world than a crappy text message. There's children that are not being fed and are being held at a border right now. Like I don't need to worry about a text and that's the way I process things. And that's very difficult though. And I'm, I'm not going to say that's easy, but I think that what makes it easier is that if you give yourself the permission to receive and process the feelings, then you can get, you can give yourself permission to move past them. And that, that is what I work on when I go, I go into those state of minds is I, I have it, I cry about it. I experience it. I journal it. And then I go back and I give myself a gut check and I'm like, okay, now what do you really feel? Why are you this upset? Is it because of your own ego? Is it because of something you wanted? Is it because they're not doing something you expected? Do you know what I mean? And then I kind of process things that way. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'm a huge fan of the 24 hour rule too, because Mm. often, you know, when something comes in, you get that text message or you hear about something that's gone on, you get that that initial reaction and your yeah. adrenaline's going and you're, you know, all emotional. But then, you know, 24 hours later, when you really process it, yeah. a lot of the time you're like, yeah, that was not really that big of a deal. When you yeah. really look at it, when it comes to the big picture, but the problem is, and I think the problem in a lot of co-parenting situations is that people are not waiting that 24 hours. Mm. And then that text message goes back and it becomes this back and forth that just spirals. <laughs> Out of control. Yeah, now you're screenshotting it to use with the lawyer. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> and, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with a good screenshot. It can go a long yeah. way. But, you know, that's the thing. You engage in these conversations that aren't productive at all. They're, they're, they're just not, they're not doing anything. They're just making matters worse. And I, you know what, that's a, that's a beautiful way to live life. Like even now if I'm dating and I, someone does something, I'll just take some time off. Like I just don't want to, I'm just going to not going to talk for a little bit so I can process through what I feel or with my kids. If I, you know, they do something that really upsets me. Am I upset because I wanted it to go differently or am I upset? Do you know what I mean? And, and I, and I take a break. Mommy needs us a little break right now. Cause I need to process my emotions before I react. Absolutely. And you know, that's the thing. Often when you're upset with your kids or, you know, you're short with them, it has more to do with you and the fact yeah. that you maybe didn't get your workout in or you're not in the right headspace or, mm-hmm. or you got that text message or you're, you know, feeling insecure about something. You know, yep. I always say the way people treat you is more about them than it is yep. about you. And yep. that goes for us too. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. So let's talk about dating as a single mom now. How is that? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not really existent, but it, it, I mean, how do you make time for that? You know, I, I, I just think that it's so funny because now when I am not with the kids, I work all the time, which I've got to be careful of because I can't lose myself in that, right? Like I've got to be very careful. I don't have a nine to five job. So I book all my clients when my children aren't here. Or if my children aren't here, then I try to go out of town to see my girlfriends or do something to live up a little bit, right? I have not hit any dating sites. That really, really, yeah, it really freaks me out. Oh my gosh. I used to online date like a champ. I could totally I, run your profile. I love, I love that. You know what? And somebody actually teased me the other day and was like, you should make a profile in Insta story, the messages and like the conversations and like, like do stories on the dates, but just the guy's feet. <laughs> oh yeah. Honestly, I loved online dating. And you know what? Actually, I remember going on this, this is a total sidebar, but I went on this date with this guy and he was perfect. Like it was eHarmony and eHarmony, you fill out this, um, this is not sponsored by eHarmony by the way, but eHarmony, you fill Although out this. Although we should try and find a sponsorship. Right yeah, that, that would be a really good one. Um, 
you go through and you answer all of these questions. It's this really in-depth questionnaire. And then every day they match you with like three or four people who, you know, are totally aligned with you. And I met this guy and he honestly on paper, he was perfect. And I think about that. I go back to it. The only problem was he chomped his gum and I find that so obnoxious. So I, I literally had to end it because I couldn't handle the chomping. Isn't but other so than funny? that, it makes me realize like you, you can totally meet someone online. My sister met her husband on match.com. Well, I, I, yeah, I know tons of people that have met online and have amazing relationships. I also fear it because I am online socially. So I feel like, I don't know, it's, I, I feel like they'd like look me up or something and then like know my whole life or something. So I just wish anybody could do, but it just freaks me. I don't know. That's I don't know if I'm true. old school. Maybe. I don't know if I'm old school. I don't know what it is, but. Do you think the fact that you share your life online is an issue for people when they're dating? Like for uh, perspective mates, I guess, mates. You mean like if a guy like looked at me online? Yeah. Like, do you think that, because, you know, I know even my husband, he is not, he was not the very beginning wild about his whole life being shared online. Like, I wonder if that would have been a deterrent prior to getting together. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, I would keep it so private though, obviously for a long time. If, if that, I would never share if I was going on a date with a random guy, just because maybe if he wanted a little shout out. <laughs> yeah. You could, you could share the funny stories afterwards. You're, yeah. You totally should. You should do like yeah. a dating series. Yeah. Maybe that'd be funny, but you know, I just don't also know where my head is with that right now. I, I think that I've just, I've really set these intentions for 2019 to be my year. I was married for 10 years. And I don't say that like that drawn out for a reason, but it is 10 years, right? So for 10 years, I was not a single entity. And now I have this beautiful opportunity to really allow myself to grow. And Jamie, I think that that is probably one of my biggest things that I talk to women right now, because my inbox, especially since going solo, and I think because people feel safer to message me privately right now, has blown up with women in my situation, going into my situation or wanting to leave their partner. And a lot of the times I also see them where they're getting into relationships right after. And, and sometimes that's fine. But I just think even if you wanted, I, 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 you know, there was a time where I knew that my marriage was going to end inside, which I don't talk about a lot, but I, I knew that inside. I was ready to move on, but I wasn't a single person yet. And now I am a completely single entity. I am, I am a whole new individual. I need time to figure out who that person is again. And I love and I love wildly and I love hard. And if somebody came in, I would immediately start to give some of that love to them. And I don't think that anybody, I can't do that yet. I don't want to give that away yet because I still need to, I need to figure out exactly who I am before I get into another relationship because I don't want to have what happened in my first situation again. And I really need to know exactly what I'm looking for, but also I want to like love me for a little bit. I want to just go to bed and not make my bed and drink wine by myself and like watch Netflix without somebody telling me to change a channel and not have to worry about making dinner for anybody. I, I just want to feel that have my own closet. Like that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And know? I don't think that you can actually have healthy, secure relationship with someone until you are happy and secure with yourself. I really, truly believe that. And often people will talk about how they're, you know, trying to find someone they're, they're dating or they're doing this and they're, you're looking for that soulmate. And my answer is void. You need to feel okay with the moment you, you feel okay and secure. 
that will come. But see, the thing is, is it's not even that. I feel okay and secure. Like I feel fucking awesome right now. I'm probably the happiest I've been in 15 years, but I don't want to share that yet. Yeah. That's and that's amazing. Where, yeah. I think it's more greed right now. I want to, I want to deserve all that. I want to go to the gym when I want to go to, the, you know what I mean? I, I just don't want to share that yet. I don't feel like somebody deserves that part of me yet. And yeah. I think that that's where a lot of women make a mistake is that they share it too soon and they don't get to enjoy themselves. And I'm like 35 and I'm just figuring out who this awesome Melissa is, right? I don't want to share it yet. Totally. But you know, to go back to that, there's often people who come out of a marriage super quickly and just try to fill that void quickly, right? right? And they're yeah. not they're not even giving themselves time to heal. And what did they say? It's I think that... And, you know, this is a little maybe hypocritical of me saying this because, you know, Darren and I got together very quickly after, you know, he separated, but they say it's so much different for a man versus a woman. You know, they say a woman, even if she is the one who left the marriage, it's three to five years to fully mourn the loss and to fully Mm. process all of the things that, you know, transpired in in the demise of that marriage. Whereas I think men, you know, men, they're kind of like, yeah, out of sight or of mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which that's kind of one of my, I'm kind of like a dude, a lot of ways actually, which might be what makes it a bit different. My dad, my dad had a really big part of my raising. Um, I'm a little out of sight, out of mind sometimes, but I still think that right now I need to, it's not so much, I need to like figure out what, what I want, right. Who I am. Mm -hmm. So, but like that last year, I didn't even get out of bed some days. That was the craziest year I've ever experienced. Because I was so happy that my marriage was over and I was my own person, but I was so torn and broken that my marriage was over and I was my own person. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I actually went to, to counseling because I was so confused because some people were like, well, you're depressed. I'm like, well, I don't feel depressed. Like I'm not depressed, but I'm just, and, and, and how do you tell somebody you're happy, but you're not happy? Like that doesn't even sound right on paper. Well, you think that you can be happy in some areas of your life and absolutely unhappy or scared or, Mm. you know, feeling a different type of emotion in in a whole different area of your life. I don't think that that is abnormal. And I think it's really great that you're saying that, right? Because you are sitting here and you're saying, you know, I'm happy with who I am and I'm secure and, you know, I'm wanting to love me and I'm doing myself. You know, you're, you're very, it's aspirational. I think for a single mom who is, you know, listening to this right now, this is very aspirational. But what I think is so amazing is that you also just said you can't get out of bed sometimes, that there were days Mm -hmm. when you didn't get out of bed. And I think that that's what's so important, especially in this space, when you're having real conversations about, you know, being a single mom or when it comes to me being a stepmom, like I think there's nothing worse than following someone online who makes it seem like they have it all together all the time. Because mm-hmm. no one does. And that's not relatable. And it actually just makes people feel like shit, right? Right. Especially if you're in one of those, you know, spaces where you're not maybe having the best day and then you go through and you're scrolling through your Instagram and there's this, you know, person who seems like they have it all together all the time. That can make you feel like garbage. Mm-hmm. Whereas knowing that there's someone who's been there, you know, and can share those tips and strategies to pull themselves out of it. Yeah. I think that's what's, that's what's so important. And I think that yeah. it's about opening up that conversation. Now, do yeah. you think that there is like a stigma against single moms? Like, is it, do, you, do you feel this like single mom stigma? 
What, what, what do you mean? Like almost, you know, there's like the evil, evil stepmom stereotype, or there's the stereotype mm. that the, you know, stepmom comes in and, you know, she's the home wrecker, even if it's like mm. three years later, or, you know, that she <laughs> resents the kids from being around or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because I had a mom reach out to me and said, you know, I feel like there is this stigma against me as the single mom, as if I'm just like this bitter woman because my mm. husband has moved on or my ex-husband has moved on. And I had never thought about it that way. So it's kind Mm -hmm. of why I wanted to ask you. You know, I think it's one in how you portray yourself. That's going to, you know, how you come across. But it's, I think that there's things like, I'm sure people consider because I'm a single mom, but I thankfully haven't really felt anything. However, it's so funny you mentioned this. I opened up my Facebook this morning and I had shared a video last week and just said, you know, what people don't talk about as a single mom is that how crazy and chaotic your life is. And a lot of single moms have to have a couple of jobs just to have the same and provide the same opportunities for their children that I used to have as a dual income home. And somebody shared it. And she was like, this is, she was, she's married. And she was like, this is bull crap. I, I work and we have good money, but we still struggle. So it's not just because you're a single mom. And I was like, (laughs) It was such an interesting take on what I was trying to sh- to share, you know, and I'm not saying that people don't struggle whether you're single or not. And I'm not, and I am careful because I think I don't want people to think I'm complaining because I did this to myself. I left my marriage. I picked up my children and walked away from my home and my car and, and my husband. I did that. So I'm not asking for pity, but I am sharing that it's really fucking hard some days and that some days I don't know how I got myself into this place. And some days I need a lot of help. And some days I don't know where I'm going to get that help. There's days, Jamie, where I, I'm late in Toronto trying to get my children and nobody is around to pick them up from school. And I don't have anybody to get them. Mm-hmm. My dad, my dad drives a two by like a two seater pickup truck. He can't even take my baby in that with a car seat. Like I got no help. So when I'm in that place, I'm not complaining because I know I did this. But other people need to know they're not alone. So that's what I'm trying to share. And I think that that stigma comes across that now the single mom is complaining all the time because her husband's moved on. He's, you know, he's doing this. He's doing that. He's not paying me alimony. He's not doing, you know, he's not doing with the kids what I'm doing with the kids. So I think that there's a complaining thing that comes about it. So to, to your point, that... You got to own your life. You have to own your life too, right? And, you know, I think that the way that you, yeah, the way that you present yourself and the way that you look at yourself really shows to everyone else in society, right? So if you make it seem like, if the way you carry on kind of buys into that kind of stuff, then yeah, for sure people portray you in that way. But people, like you say, are always going to have their idea, right? You know, there's people in our life who, you know, we were together a couple of years and one of my best friends said, well, I know you guys had an affair. And I said, well, Mm. but we didn't. And she's like, no, it's okay. You can tell me. I was like, no, but, but like I would have told you by now we we actually full on didn't, but people in these situations have all of these assumptions that they just portray as the truth. And that's just human nature, right? People are always going to kind of create stories where it looks like there's a gap. Girl, when I started going to the gym, because I, I wasn't really going to my gym, but when I started going to my gym, when my husband and I first separated, the gossip that was flying around that place, there was more gossip than weights flying around. That's all I have to say. <laughs> and I and I was like, you know, the way I look at it, honestly, is that if people, when people talk about other people, it's because they have nothing to talk about themselves. I have so much to say about life and this world and, and what's going on. And I want to hear about your life and your your world 
that I don't, my conversations, I don't bring other people into them because there's no time for that. And I think that when, if you can process that and know, and just almost kind of be like, that sucks that you don't have anything else to talk about that. My life seems so awesome that you want to talk about it. Cool. You know, that's how I process that because gossip and chat comes with everything, but I just, I try to put myself at a place that I don't and, you know, put myself in there, but that's the way I get through it when I know that people are talking about me or, you know, whatever. Do you know my favorite thing to say on, uh, you know, a rude comment on my social media, if I've posted something that someone doesn't like, I always say, thank you for taking the time out of your day to share your opinion, meaning get a freaking hobby. Like you took time out of your day to share this, like in a nice way, I'm basically saying like, you need to get a, a get a goddamn life. Right. <laughs> but it's true. Right. It's like, you don't have enough things to do that you are worrying about what someone else is doing or sitting there on your keyboard, you know, waiting to pounce on an idea that doesn't sit right with you. Like just keep going. And Read that's, a book. There. that's there. You've seen that in my own life with like, I mean, I get racially attacked with my kids online, right? Like people take time of their days to, to say things and I've faced that online as well. So the, the whole online space is just another, another yeah. massive beast. It's another podcast episode. Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. All right. So I want to kind of backtrack to the stepmom figure in your yeah. life because I think, you know, obviously there's a lot of, of my followers who are step parents. And, you know, what do you think that someone who starts dating a man with kids? or becomes, you know, a stepmom in those early stepmom days, what do you think that they really need to understand when it comes to their husband's first wife? I made those kids. Those are my kids. (laughs) (laughs) Those are my babies. I'm always going to be mama bear. So my instinct is going to be usually for the child first, as opposed to the other person. So sometimes my reactions might not always you might not understand them because they're not your children. And I think it also depends on if that person has children or not, right? Oh so my gosh, yes. Night and day, right? So I'm, you've talked about this, how much your change in perspective since having your daughter. So I think that if I know someone's in their lives that has children, she will most likely understand my reactions because she has kids. If she does not, she will not. There's And, and there's no to, to no fault of her own. It's just what it is. She hasn't experienced it, Right. Yeah. And a lot of stepmoms get upset when I say that, or when other people say that you don't understand because you don't have kids. And I remember people saying that to me and being like, screw you. Like, you don't know what this feels like. You don't know how much I love these kids. You don't know what I do and all of the things that I've sacrificed. And it's, that's absolutely true. There, you know, you don't understand what it's like to say, be a stepmom unless you've been a stepmom, but you also don't understand what it's like to be a mom unless you've been a mom. And I do think, well, there's so many overlaps in that role, there's so much difference. So here's another thing I struggle with, Jamie. I, I, I gave birth to those children knowing that I was going to raise those children under my ideas, my values, and my morals. And now somebody else is doing that 50% of the time for me. And I could cry over that because as much as I am okay with someone loving my children, that's messed up to me. That I no longer have full control over their views on life because somebody else is going to be impacting them. And it's 50% of their time. So they're in school for eight hours a day. And then the rest of their time, they're splitting between me and, and, and now their, you know, my, their father and, and his partner. And that, that's a hard pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't, I can't even imagine. I think about that often and I, you know, I always say to Darren and it's a joke because obviously I'll say this right now and I'm going to get like hate mail for it because I always do. 
But I always say to Darren, like, you would get like Saturdays from two to four and that early morning hockey game. Like that would be what you would get. I could not not be with my kids all the time. Like I I just like literally would not be able to be away from reset often. And, but you know, I can say that and we can joke about it, but really that would be the reality. Like that is just the harsh reality of divorce. And, and you know, what's sad, I think about it and what people don't understand when, you know, they'll say, well, you signed up for this. This is what you wanted. Like you decided that your marriage wasn't going to be to work. And so that's what you just get when you decide Mm -hmm. to walk away from your marriage. And you didn't choose, you didn't want to walk away from your kids half the time. You just wanted to walk away from a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important for people to separate that. Yeah. And I say that all the time is, and I talk about this right now a lot, and I'm actually going to be starting a monthly vlog around the single situations and like this concept of what it's like to single parent now. And one of the things I talk about is all the things no one, you don't think about because you really are just choosing to end the relationship. So I'm not thinking about the fact that I don't know how to change my furnace. I'm not thinking about the fact that now somebody else might raise my children. And yes, maybe before you leave, you kind of think that. And and sadly, I think some people stay in marriages that are horrible because they, those are some of their fears. I don't know if I'll be able to take care of myself. I don't know if I'll be able to provide for myself. I don't know if I could handle another woman kissing my kids goodnight, but those are not reasons to stay in a healthy, unhealthy marriage. Mm-hmm. because you're losing yourself in all of that, right? Yeah, and your kids are, you know, I think it's also important for us to model to kids what a healthy relationship looks right. like, yes. right? And that's why I also think it's really important for those second marriages and those second relationships to be even more deliberate mm-hmm. because, you know, these kids have been exposed to the breakup of their parents yeah. and they say the secondary breakups are actually even more traumatizing to kids because, you know, I want the kids, you know, my stepchildren to look back and say, yeah, you know what? My parents' marriage didn't work out, but my dad moved on and, you know, he really loved my stepmom and they had a great marriage together and, you know, we had a great life. Like I, Mm -hmm. I really want them to look back and they see the happily ever after. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. So any other things that you think that stepmoms need to know? Like, do you think that, you know, in terms of knowing your place and deciding when you, you know, take on a certain role. I think it's really important. There's a lot of stepmoms who come in guns a-blazing. They try to fight their new partner's battles for them. They get involved in the text message stream and like all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I personally think that's a huge mistake. I Mistakes agree. I, I have made from time to time, but I do yeah. think it is, it's not, it doesn't help. So I think as much as like we just talked about that I left that relationship, I didn't leave everything else. You're com- that she's coming into stepmom's coming into a new relationship with that with with my ex husband and that's that's where they need to they they work but but my ex husband and I still have our relationship and our our family like that is still a family and although it's not together that's him and my three children so we work through problems we will work through situations we need to go and do everything because we are still two adults. We don't need a third adult in there helping us figure it out because yes, she could be there to support him through the times where maybe him and I disagree, but ultimately me and him as adults created this situation. We need to figure it out. We need to be able to get through it. And I also don't want to feel that like I'm now hanging up the phone thinking, oh my gosh, there's two people that are mad at me or there's two, you know, so that's, I think removing yourself and knowing that like, and again, it's your ego. Like you can't fix anything. We've already got ourselves into this situation. So you as a step wife, I promise you, you can't fix shit. Like we've already done this to ourselves. Yeah. You can't fix what you didn't break. 
yeah, you didn't break it. You have nothing to do with this. So don't be involved in it. And I think it'll only make your relationship worse because you're going to be trying to kind of navigate through what we're going through. And you don't want to bring that energy. I don't also don't want you to have to deal with my energy, like my, my, my stuff, like leave my, leave my trash when my trash, right? Like, so I think if you can remove yourself as a step wife and just continue to make your relationship with your partner badass and let him continue to fix his own stuff or figure his own stuff out, that's important. Absolutely. And just be a support behind the scenes. Yeah, totally. And I think going back to what we said before, be friends. Like, unless somebody did something so psychotic that you really can't look at them as a human, like, we're not here to judge anybody. We're not here, like, to put people down. We're not here. We're here on this earth to love. And you know that, that my message is to be a love warrior. And like, as much as I am not with my husband because we didn't work out and our planets are not aligned anymore. I love him. I love him as a human. I love him as a father of my children. I love him as a single entity. And I love what he is going to be capable of doing in his life now that we are not together because he's on his next journey. And I want whoever comes into our space is that we can continue to show and feel that love between me and his new partner and our children so that that's what they see. Absolutely. And they're leaving with that message of love. Yeah. And you know what? Here's the thing, though. There are situations where there is no love. Like, you actually can't stand the person. 100%. Or it's high conflict. Or there's, you know, situations that you just can't get over. You know, there's money issues or whatever. There's a lot of things that creep into these type of relationships. Well, I feel but, all those things. <laughs> I yeah. feel all those things, too. <laughs> but you're the love warrior, okay, Melissa? But I'm trying to love through it because... Because you're right. There's there's money and there's drama and there's situations and I and I resent him for the things he's done, but it doesn't mean that I that he's not his own person. Yeah, and right? that you can treat people and and this is what I always say is like you can you can treat people with respect while actually not really respecting them. Yes. You know? And the thing is, especially when it comes to the stepmom mom relationship, it's like you know just treat her with respect, not because you respect her or you like her but because she's your stepchildren's mother and you love them. So you treat her with respect because they are an extension of her. Here's the thing. They, why, why, why do you not like, if, if let's say it's me and you and, and all of a sudden there's this dynamic. Why do we not like each other off the jump because of the dude? Like that's so like, and I think that that's so funny to me because it's almost high school and it's like girl against girl wars are right off the jump. Like if, if I bet you a lot of times that if two women met each other outside of there being a dude involved, they'd probably be really cool friends. Absolutely. And they probably would really like each other and there'd be no problems. But because there's a dude in the middle of it, that's what's creating all the problems. Yeah. And, and like, there's no reason for me to hate that woman. She hasn't done anything to me. I don't have a problem with her. There sh- and I think that then if you can look at it like that, you two being a powerhouse of women is a way better place, right? And it's hard because I know that you could fight me on this and say that, you know, the other side is that maybe, maybe the ex-wife is crazy and malicious and not that I'm saying you're in that situation, but I'm sure you've heard this and maybe the ex-wife has, you know, been vindictive, but there's also the, 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 you know, the common denominator is that there's a dude in the middle of all of it. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's important to remember too, it's like, your husband is not going to tell you all of the great things about his ex-wife. And I say this right. all the time. He's not going to tell you about those great nights you had or the great vacations and, and how you're yeah. all of these amazing things. Chances are he's going to tell stories that are consistent with his storyline right now mm-hmm. because it, it, that's just what we do, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to remember you're only getting one side of the story. 
And, you know, to go back to what you were saying about, you know, being friends, if you met and there wasn't, you know, a guy involved or you weren't the ex-wife and the new wife or whatever it is, there's been times when I've said, you know, I personally think that in my situation, we would be friends if we didn't have to deal with all of the extra stuff that comes with blended family life, right? And Mm -hmm. that makes things a little more complicated. And I think it's important to remember that often these situations don't bring out everyone's shiniest qualities. So there's so many times when, you know, you'll wake up in the morning and be like, "Mm, you know, maybe I didn't handle that in the best way, or maybe she didn't handle that in the best way. But we all have to just forgive each other too, because we're all dealing with crazy emotions. And, you know, staying pissed off or still having this high conflict relationship based on, you know, an interaction that happened in the first six months or whatever, like step family life and co-parenting, there's ebbs and flows. And it's like you said, there's tough seasons and there's easy seasons and there's, you know, you just kind of go through, you know, these different stages and just being forgiving. Right. Be forgiving. And it's like, you know, treating people with respect, even if that's not quite where you're at. Yeah, yeah, I agree hundred percent. It's tough. It is really freaking tough. Such is life, my girl. Such is life. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to have to get together sometime and keep on, keep on talking. Cause I feel like we could just, you yeah. know, I think it'll be interesting a year from now to see where you're at because, you know, I know for me, especially, you know, getting used to our new life, like every year becomes easier and there's also new challenges and new perspectives. And, you know, I'm excited to watch you grow in this because, you know, I think your message and what you're saying is so important because I have so many single moms follow this blog who reach out to me and say, you know, I, I follow you because I want to know what it's like from a step parenting perspective, or there isn't really a lot of resources for single moms. So what you're doing is beautiful and it's amazing. And you're, you really, really are going to you're going to change a lot of women's lives. You're going to teach them to be, to be strong and be the type of person that they deserve to be and that their kids deserve to have. Thank you. I hope so. And and I think that, you know, the beauty in all of this really can be, again, just refinding yourself and, and, and then empowering yourself and your children and, and everyone around you. And, and remembering, if you can remember that everything is a season, you can do anything. Yeah. Yeah, a, totally. A season and a lesson. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. Where can everyone find you? You can all find me everywhere across the board. Is it's, it's me, Melissa, on Instagram and, and Facebook and Twitter, um, my website, and uh, yeah, and YouTube as well. Awesome. I will link everything below for everyone as well. So thank you so much for chatting with me thank today. Thanks for having me, and I'm so I'm so proud of you and everything you've done too. So thanks for involving me in this. It's such an honor. I know it's exciting. It, you know, it's interesting to see how our conversations have evolved over the last yeah. couple of years, right? Well, I have to say that at the beginning, like four years ago is when we met and we were like, I, you know, I was like this married mom with two children on a TV show. Interviewing <laughs> I, to the stepmom. Yeah, asking you what it's like to be a stepmom. Who would have known four years later, <laughs> I'd be on here as a single mom. Yeah. You never know where life's going to take you. So crazy. All right. Thank you so much, Melissa. Thank you. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast. Give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week.